Hello, all my frequent flyers. I hope you're having a lovely day wherever you are. I am certainly having a fantastic morning and I've been receiving so many lovely comments from you guys and I just want to say thank you so much. I'm feeling like such a little grateful bean today. We've got our map of where everyone listens to the podcast and we've got people over in Europe, over in Canada and I just feel so, so grateful every time I walk in the studio. It is just like... I don't know, a whole big bubble of joy that comes over me when I walk in here. So thank you for listening along. If you are listening along, make sure you stop what you're doing right now. Quickly snap a picture where you're listening to the podcast and share it with me at Georgie underscore Arnold on Instagram or at Aviatrix underscore Australia because it really, really does make my day. It makes me, makes me so happy and I just, yeah, I can't thank you enough. So I wanted to start today's episode with that very big thank you to everyone. Now in saying that, I know I'm making a podcast about travel and telling you guys all to just go live your travel dreams, but oh my gosh guys, my algorithms on my social media are just haunting me. Like everyone traveling at the moment, I know I said it's okay if, you, if you're in your like career slay era, but oh my gosh. I'm jealous and saying that Lockie's back in the studio and we just had a whole big like half an hour discussion before we started recording of all his travels so I think I'll get him on the end segment for some travel chat today so stick around for that and I mean I can't be too jealous or upset because I have just come back from a big girls trip in Melbourne we went away to see Luke Combs and oh he was just incredible it was such a a much needed break I just there's nothing better than some time away with your girlfriends listening to your favorite artists and I just always come back to that number one rule of always have something booked to look forward to because it really just does make you a whole happier human and in saying that there's a couple things if you're in the Queensland area there's a couple things coming up um lots of like little races and rodeos it's very much event season at the moment there is the flyers ball in long reach first weekend of october and i think there's still a couple tickets available for that and proceeds from that do go towards the uh, royal flying doctor service so i'm really excited to be attending that event and if you want to jump on that there's still tickets available i'm pretty sure don't quote me on it i know it does sell out pretty quickly but yeah anyways back to the girls trip it was just so much fun and I just feel like again this massive wave of gratitude has hit me for being a young woman woman growing up in this generation like firstly on holidays just putting on your robes and doing your makeup in the mirror all together and dressing up cute and you know going out to pretty little cafes it just all those little things makes me just so happy just to be me and be a woman in this generation and speaking on that as well like on our flight to Melbourne it was a three-hour flight and we caught the I think it was like seven o'clock flight departure time and our cabin crew on Jetstar was like giving us updates of the Matildas game and it just was so special because just to see like literally everyone around the world just stop for this game like the Matildas versus England World Cup semi had 11.15 million people watching along we had live updates on our flight like how cool is that just that is that number of audience is double the state of origin and the AFL grand final like I know 
on the scoreboard they did not win but in the eyes of everyone around them they have won like they are champions and again like that just makes me so proud of how far we have come not just as women but just as a whole community like everyone just coming together to support each other and then further from that like things like Barbie hit one billion dollars at the global box solely direct a movie directed solely by women and you know things like the Taylor Swift era's tour and how everyone's going on about how she's just adding to the economy you know supporting businesses and travel and all that stuff and I just I just can't like it is just insane what is what is the world we're living in it is awesome I just I'm feeling very grateful I know there's been challenges and stuff along the way but just right this morning this time in my life I just I'm like pat on the back to everyone this is awesome stuff and I just love the news that I'm hearing at the moment and I know the news can often feel you know very I just negative a lot of the time and I just wanted to be grateful for that news that is going around in our world at the moment because it's something to celebrate and again not just women it's something for everyone to celebrate because it is just I'm just I could go on about it all day but unfortunately I've got a whole rest of the podcast to listen to so I'm not going to but yeah so that's that's what's been going on at the moment. Now, today's podcast, we've got our news coming up very shortly and then we are going to be talking about overrated versus underrated locations, experiences, just underrated versus overrated travel topic. So we've got Teresa with us again today and this episode is her personal experience so she's done as you guys know has done quite a lot of travel herself so this is all just personal experiences and again still write down what's on your bucket list where you want to go what you want to do this you know it'll suit some people it won't suit some people so that's just the nature of a podcast and I'm very grateful to have her on again today and I've definitely picked up some tips we'll get into our news shortly and then at the end yeah I think I'll call Locke back for some travel chat if you guys have got some travel yarns please send them in email them info at aviatrix.com.au or call the hotline it's in the show notes and it is also in the Instagram bio the aviatrix Australia Instagram bio so it's very easily accessible call up I want to hear it I want to just be feel like I'm talking to you guys as well I actually had a lovely message from my old grad partner from high school and he messaged me and is like love the podcast feels like I'm just having a yarn with you again because we don't live in the same city anymore and honestly honestly almost started tearing up so again that is just how much your messages just mean to me and yeah I want to I want to feel like I'm talking to you guys as well so call up tell me your travel chats but without further ado we'll get into some aviatrix updates Welcome back to Aviatrix Updates. We've got breaking news today. United Airlines pilot was caught in a shocking video attacking a parking arm at Denver International Airport with an axe. Holy, yes. Now, did a little disclaimer. If you are watching this on YouTube, I am going to be putting up all the Aviatrix Airwaves podcast on YouTube so you guys can watch them. But I do try and make these updates all, uh, well, relevant, so updated weekly so if you are watching along I have changed outfits throughout the episode but yes I read this one this week so not sure if you guys have heard it as well but I found this story quite interesting because he had told authorities that he had just hit breaking 
point. So he was trying to leave the parking lot, but there was a line of six cars. So he attempted to, what a report read, I've tried to read a couple reports so to make sure because I know things get twisted in the media, but to get rid of issues for everyone waiting. So he attacked the gate. Um, There have apparently been issues with employees who don't have the right permits for the parking lot, which is what New York Post reporter stated so now I think a lot of people read this and you know interpret him to just you know be this annoyed angry worker like he was just so impatient which I'm sure yes he was angry and annoyed clearly because that's why he got an axe firstly an axe out of his car is that just something everyone just carries around (laughs) I have no idea but kind of I read this and you know I felt this uh, to be quite upsetting because I've heard multiple times from airline pilots who have worked at places, you know, in Australia such as Sydney who drive miles and miles to get to work and then don't even have pilot parking or if they do then they have to walk another mile until they actually get into the airport and everyone knows how large those airports are so then they have to then walk through their gate and I know, I know that's the lifestyle they choose, I know you know, that might be the city that you plan to live in a lot of the time for pilots and for airline pilots. It's not, it's where you're based. So yeah, I am not an airline pilot myself, but I just found this one to be quite upsetting because I know, again, it's the lifestyle they choose, but I also know that there is very little lack of support for pilots. And we're not going to go too far into that because I want to make a whole episode on it. And again, I just wouldn't be doing it justice because there is so much to cover on the side of support for pilots and uh, people in the aviation industry. So I, yeah, I found it quite upsetting. And again, just the lack of support and the lack of people listening to the needs. So that was today's update. I did like I said, found it quite interesting, also very upsetting for this man who clearly has just, again, like he stated, hit breaking point with, you know, his job and the weight and clearly lost patience with this. So that is our Aviatrix updates for today. We are going to get into our underrated versus overrated topic with Teresa now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard Aviatrix Airwaves. Please do not turn off your electrical equipment which you are listening to this podcast on and instead just sit back, relax and enjoy as we are about to take off into this episode. Teresa, thank you for joining us again for episode three of Aviatrix Airwaves season two and episode three of our Flight Centre Times Aviatrix Airwaves series. So this topic has actually been sent in by one of my friends. I think she's kind of got that travel bug and wants to treat it. And she's like, can you please ask the ladies about overrated versus underrated locations? So you hear often about overrated locations and you've done a lot of travel yourself and also obviously helped so many people book their dream holidays, which is just wonderful. What are some locations you visited and felt to be a little bit overrated? So I don't want to use the word disappointed, but, you know, you kind of get there and you're like, okay, this doesn't really look like the pictures or what I had in mind. My own personal experience, because I do like travelling intrepid style, like so I like to blend in as a local mm-hmm. and not stand out so much as a tourist. 
Um, some of the places I've visited from my own personal would be places like Hawaii. That's okay. sort of – it's a beautiful – they're beautiful islands, um, definitely. Um, and I suppose you've got Honolulu. Um, one of the places I went to, Big Island, which is where the volcano was. Which and is what a lot of people would go there for. Well, especially to see the volcano, like – and. I suppose when I went there and the visual of thinking lava was going to come out of the ground and it was meant to be everywhere and we literally drove from one side of the island to the other. So the contrast was massive. So it was like Jurassic Park, I suppose. One side was so green where they get the rainfall. The other side was like desert. How long is the travel between? Um, it probably took us about oh, two hours. Okay, to get so to the decent. Yeah. Decent stint. So it was beautiful just to drive from one airport because there are two airports there where you can go from one side to the other and especially on your rooftop Mustang, which is <laughs> a way to do it in America, um, which was always nice. And um, and just seeing some of the old vo- volcanic rock just solidified, you know, I mean, on highways and so forth. And then we got to the actual, where the lava, which I expected lava to be oozing. <laughs> and then we got there and I was so disappointed. All I could smell was rotten air gas. And I was like, oh. where's the lava? <laughs> And that was something I suppose I expected to see, especially just going for the day trip from the main island of Honolulu as a day trip to go see the lava. Mm, a lot of travel just, yeah, for that one day. Yeah. And so in the end, I was grateful and lucky enough to be with a work conference where my boss at the time could see my disappointment, <laughs> um, said, let's get in a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's the way to do it. That's me every place I go. I'm like, hmm, what is the helicopter tour around here? Yeah, and it was perfect. And we rushed to get to the helicopter because it was like a last minute and they had a spot. And, um, yeah, we literally got in the helicopter. And then I finally got to see the lava and um, over the countryside. And it was. It was just absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I still wish that I had a big giant goose egg or something to crack just to see it fry because <laughs> there was so much lava, Yeah, um, which is a good way of seeing. Like, I do recommend definitely do a helicopter ride in the Big Island if you mm-hmm. want to see lava mm-hmm. or even a boat trip because you can sometimes see it oozing into the ocean, which I thought would be another nice way of seeing it. Mm-hmm. So just be prepared when you get there. I mean, if you're planning on Hawaii, maybe in the future, yeah, if you do that two-hour drive there, maybe look at other ways you can see it. That's it. And, mm-hmm. you know, we did a full day there, which was worth it, and I'm glad we did. Um, but I'm sure a lot of people do go to the Big Island, go to where um, the museum as such is there and not see any. So mm-hmm. we're just lucky and fortunate enough to get in a helicopter at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Any other places? Um, other places that I think are completely – people don't really go to would be the Kimberley. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one yes. of my favourite parts of Australia – Mm-hmm. I, what was I, I was saying that in one of the very first episodes in season one, actually. I was like, whoever can get me up over to WA, I'm there. I would love to go over there and see it. Yeah. yeah. It's just one of those places, I suppose, when I lived in Darwin, um, we actually went over there for the weekend and had really had no idea about mm-hmm. where we're going. Um, I suppose most people have heard of El Cuestro and that beautiful station. That mm-hmm. Didn't quite stay there, but there is a homestead, um, which is a lot more affordable for everyone else to stay at. And they've just got the most amazing gorges and the walks is just so easy. Um, just dream about it, hey? Yeah, and just the swimming holes. They were just incredible. And then they even – we went to one place that a local told us to go there later at night and it was um, hot springs. And mm-hmm. we just had the whole place to ourselves. Oh, it's magical. So it is a truly magical part of Australia and most people don't really get to. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. We might touch on 
underrated places at the end because I know there's a lot of places you kind of just talk about here and there when we catch up and oh you just sound so excited about them all so we might touch on them on the end we'll keep with our overrated sorry that was we'll touch on underrated places again at the end so that feeling that you felt when you were in Hawaii that kind of feeling of you know disappointment you'd been really excited for this trip it obviously turned out great in the end you know you got to go on a helicopter flight and see it all from the sky which is the best way to see anything but how do you avoid that feeling I don't really want to say disappointment but we'll go with disappointment at the end of the day you know you've never been to this destination before that's usually why you're going on the holidays there so you only have others advice or let's be real advertising to plan off of yeah how do you how do you avoid that is there a way to avoid it I mean obviously seeing someone like yourself a booking agent would be be able to help you because you guys have experience and know what's out there in the world but yeah any other advice my biggest tip I suppose you either you do your research Mm -hmm. um and you know look up forums of travel and I suppose now with the web there's a lot of information out there um and obviously talking to others um besides obviously going to a travel agent you know you can pre-book tours do you know what I mean um and actually do an organized tour um, holiday. So I suppose it all comes down to your actual preference of how you like to travel. Mm. Um, I know some people, like customers I have, they don't want to think on holiday. They want everything planned out. So they literally just have to get there. There's someone there picking them up at the airport, taking them to the hotel, and then they're off. And all they've got to figure out is what they want to eat, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, and choices. So sometimes it's nice to travel like that where it is actually a holiday because you're not having to worry or think about anything. Mm-hmm. But then others, do like to get into it and the nitty-gritty and explore it and figure it out for themselves. But I think if you're prepared and you're well-researched, um, you can do it. And obviously you'd have little mishaps along the way, but, you know, half the time that's the fun of travelling. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably my biggest thing. Like even the moment I'm planning to go to Greece, so oh. I'm really doing my research. She's always <laughs> off. Where, when you say your research, like what are you looking up? Um, I'm, a, I'm a book person. Like okay. So I do like reading books um, and so I'm the first one, I'm probably very old school, like I do like the Learning Planet and I'd look at the travel guides and um, of just places so I can research it more of like what they have to offer that I want to see that could obviously accommodate my family, mm-hmm. um, which is my first point and then obviously looking at forums online and mm-hmm. just seeing what other people have to say about certain places. So, yeah, all your types of blogs and Facebook groups, yeah, stuff like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, because everyone does travel differently and what's good for myself is probably a nightmare for someone else's idea of a holiday. That's so, right. Yeah. yeah, and as a travel agent, I suppose, our job is to fine-tune what you actually want from your holiday so that we can actually put the perfect holiday plan for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you spoke about tour guides, so the use of them. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, for example, I was in Berlin. If I didn't do a walking tour, I wouldn't even know that I walked over Hitler's bunker. Do you know what I mean? So there's some things where tours, especially in cities and stuff, if you don't do them, you'd have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do – there's certain countries in the world I do do touring. Um, and usually those ones are probably not the safest countries to travel solo um, or if the language is so difficult. Mm-hmm. So, so know your language barriers as well. Exactly, mm-hmm. and customs and just those little tips because, you know, as much as Australians, we love travelling, not every country is very acceptable of our mm-hmm. ways of life and I suppose it's just being aware of those cultures that we're respectful. Mm-hmm. Be culturally aware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I th- suppose as well with tour guides, 
they you were saying at the start you like to travel as a local I'm very much the same I always say I probably have brought it up in every episode so far but I always say that locals know the best and how do you ask the locals and I like that you said tour guides because yeah they are the ones that live there and they can they can tell you know where to go eat for dinner and or you know you're feeling this go there kind of thing so yeah they would they would be the best so if you can book in one tour then yeah where are you going Definitely, and the other thing is, like, there is certain touring where, I suppose, myself, I used to be a tour guide in Europe, and as an Australian travelling Europe... What were you doing there? I was working for a company called Bus About, which is Hop On, Hop Off, back in the day, and it was interesting, I got the job, and at the same time, I look back and I think, now I do travel more with local guides, because <laughs> they're always going to know more about their country than a Westerner, especially an Australian, travelling around Europe, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, so what was your exact, what were you actually doing on the tour? I... I did the winter, um, so during the winter fields, and so we used to mainly just do most of Europe during mm-hmm. winter for the ski fields, and then for the summer I was based in Munich as a campsite rep. Cool. And um, yeah, and enjoyed the festivities that Munich <laughs> have to offer. So. How long were you there for? Sorry, I think I missed. Um, six months. Six months. Okay, so just a season then. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then did the winter season for three. So, but no, it was a lot of fun, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, so it's those sort of things, and like, and there is countries that I wouldn't even not think about not doing a tour. So South America is one of them. Okay, um, I've travelled pretty much a lot of South America, and um, even going to language school didn't really help me enough. That okay. um, that's another continent that I would recommend doing tours because you will just wouldn't see it at all. Mm-hmm. You can do some of it independent, but you just don't see it like they do as a local guide. Mm-hmm. Any other places you've de- you would definitely book a tour in? Well. I've also booking myself another. E- I booking myself an Egypt trip. <laughs> so okay, can we just stop <laughs> for a second? Where, where are all the locations you're going in the next year? <laughs> you every do. like everything. We're like, yep, I've booked a trip there. I'm going there. Where? I'm only What's on the plan? One holiday next year. <laughs> my husband oh, okay. told me, so I'm making it. <laughs> we a don't trip have to listen to half. him, do we? No, but so literally, I'm doing Greece and Egypt. Okay. Next year, mm-hmm. and um, and Egypt's one of those countries that, for me to see it all as well, I just feel more confident and safer, especially my family, to do Egypt with a tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same like I did Turkey um, a few years ago before COVID. That was another country I did a tour. Um, just certain countries like that are just with the language and just, you know, sometimes those countries aren't always the safest places to go right now, especially on Smart Traveller. They always have their warnings. So those sort of places I do do tours. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So personally for me, a overrated place that I always see pop up Yet, I know I'm going to go there one day, hopefully, fingers crossed, if I can save the pennies after our budgeting episode, but it's Paris. And I know Paris is on the bucket list for so many people. So many people have been there, very jealous of you if you have. And yeah, pretty much everyone I feel like I've spoken to, again, this is just personal my people in my circle, everyone I've spoken to kind of comes back from Paris and they're like, oh, it looks like, you know, it's a little bit disappointing. Wasn't what I expected. You see the Eiffel Tower and it's kind of like, okay, cool. Like that was it. However, I know that I'm still going to go there one day. And I know that everyone else who plans to go overseas is like, yep, we've still got Paris on the bucket list. So we're going to really nail in to Paris because I know a lot of the audience are probably planning on that one day. So if we're putting it on the bucket list, you spoke about, you know, li- lots of little different tips and how to avoid that disappointment. Have you got any particular ones for Paris? 
Paris is a how hard to travel. One. How to travel Paris? It's an in, like don't get me wrong. It is a beautiful city, mm-hmm. but obviously every city has its pitfalls. Um, I look at Paris. It's quite deceiving because they don't have many trees. It's really weird, but all their bins are green, so it makes it look like it's green. Um, what are they? Just bins everywhere along the yeah, road? Well, yeah, well, they just everything's green, like their bins. So that I don't know. It's a really weird city like that. But the one thing I do enjoy about Paris, I suppose, the one experience that made it for me, and I'd been to Paris quite a few times, especially being a tour guide and just going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, was the last time I went, a friend suggested let's go have lunch at the top of the Eiffel Tower um, at the Jules restaurant. And I have to admit, I taught all my customers to book that place. Really? That was just amazing. And it was breathtaking. And I've been to Paris ridiculous times. And I just went, oh, yeah, one day I'll get there. But I just couldn't be bothered lining up and is getting it, a ticket is for it the Eiffel Tower. quite expensive, that um, it is. Yeah. I suppose it's like going to a nice Michelin star restaurant. Okay. You know what I mean? But I suppose for the experience of it all, you'd want to pay that extra. And um, and so we went for lunch. It was a three-course lunch. And to go up there during the day on your little private funicular that just goes straight up to the top <laughs> compared to everyone else on the other side lining up, it was amazing. And we yeah. got to the top and it did, it, it totally took my breath away. I was like, I can't believe I've been to Paris so many times and I've never done this. And um, it was worth it. So that's your number one? Totally number one. And I tell all my customers, book the Jules restaurant. Because mm-hmm. you ha- can only book, I think, one month or three months ahead. So it's pretty popular. Um, and obviously you've got your museums and the Louvre and, you know what I mean, and people love that. And I suppose it is the history of Paris, you know what I mean? And I'd even suggest doing a boat trip down okay. the Seine and, and looking from the waterway of a city. It's also quite nice um, seeing it. Um, but the other thing in Paris I think that people forget is actually, like, it's not just Paris. Like, you can do a day trip out to Versailles, or Versailles, however you say it. But it is. That's another stunning place where I think people just see Paris, you know what I mean? And, you know, they do have a lot of cafes, a lot of restaurants and stuff like that. But there is some other places in Paris that are worth visiting. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you very much. I'm definitely going to be putting that on my bucket list. And I think that also comes down to, as you were saying before, I'm picking up little notes as I go, that it is just your travel style. You know, if you are willing to pay that little bit extra for a fancy lunch and you really want to get that experience, then book it. If you know you can't and you'd rather just sit on the grass, eat your bread (laughs) and have your glass of wine and, you know, watch it all light up, then that's your style as well. But obviously, as we can hear, that's, that's, been the top for you so that is wonderful thank you for sharing that that's right mm-hmm. but you just got to be careful in France I think in general the French are very proud of their language mm-hmm. and if you don't have the basic French exactly like just your please and thank yous or even knowing how to say can you speak English in French they are very can you say it anglais. <laughs> 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 so yes I always try and learn my please and thank yous in each country I visit because they won't give you the time of day otherwise. Right, right. That's my other big tip for Paris. Especially as Aussies as well, you can si- sound quite like you know, arrogant and loud when you go overseas compared to other people. Exactly right. And you know they've got a constitution on their language, so they're very proud of their language. Mm-hmm. So again, that being culturally aware of totally. where you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited to hear about some underrated locations you've been to. We spoke about the Kimberleys in WA and again, WA, Western Australia Tourism. If you're listening to this, gals want to go back over. (laughs) (laughs) Have you got any other locations? 
oh. or tours, restaurants, anything. I want to hear it all. Other places, I suppose I love travelling more for cultural experiences. Mm-hmm. So another place that I suppose a lot of people probably wouldn't travel to is places like Morocco. Morocco was another place that just blew my mind. I've just, what a contrast it really was. How long were you there for? Mm, about a month. And, um, yeah, and it, just the food, the people, it was just such a contrast. Um, as much as it's, and I suppose the thing is, they've got so many religions, but they all seem to get on very harmoniously, mm-hmm. um, which you don't see very often in countries like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just from the Atlas Mountains, you know what I mean, it's in there, they've got their coastal side, um, and they're their Medinas, you can just get lost in them. Like, you I don't even know how people actually, I suppose they all know how to get out of these mazes, <laughs> but Marrakesh is the hugest Medina I've ever been to, like an old walled town, walled, and to attempt to go in there without a guide and to get out, you'll just never have any chance. <laughs> right. You, you need to get a guide to take you in to, so you can actually I get out I think that's our there. biggest tip from today's episode, yeah. get a guide. Yeah, especially in those old walled cities, like they're just huge, like they are, you know, suburbs put together um and yeah just the food like I still remember Marrakesh night markets and had these big cauldrons snails in it which was so bizarre I didn't realize I don't know if I'm ever gonna try snails hey I know I don't know I don't know I think you've got to you do have to try it but I just didn't expect the whole cauldron pot of (laughs) snails I'm thinking wow they're obviously gonna make a killing tonight night market (laughs) and then you know and then seeing all the snake charmers and um, I really have a fear for snakes and I thought the snake was, you know, there was a guy there thinking, you know, he'd prop people up with a snake and I thought, oh, this one's a dead one, that's all right. And then it started moving and um, I remember my friend just laughing a lot and I was like, oh, my God. You I were just I in shock where she's just there with the camera. That's it. I just froze. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, it's alive. Move it. So, um, but yeah, so, and that's such a colourful market. Like, if I ever go to Morocco, I'd go back to Marrakesh in a heartbeat. So, yeah, and that's one place I suppose a lot of people don't travel to because it's still, I suppose, it's part of Africa, but um, northwest side mm-hmm. and such. Wonderful. Well, thank you for that. And, everyone, if you want to start planning your dream holiday, and clearly we have one of the best in the business here who's done it all herself. So you can find Teresa if you're a Townsville local. You are very lucky to have her here. And you're at Castletown and Willows? No, just at Castletown. Just at Castletown. Well, you were at Willows yesterday. Oh, I'm just helping out. You're just helping out. They just need you everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Well, you can help her or you can find her there and she can help you. What is what I was meant to say. But we've got flight centres all over the country. So pop into your local, find a store, And yes, get started on planning those dream holidays. Go out and see the world. Thank you for joining us again. We're going to have you back on for the very last episode, which is our Q&A episode. And anyone can send in any questions they've got for both you and Sam. We'll pop you on the spot, see how we go. And anything that we haven't covered in the first four episodes, everyone can send in their questions and we'll get you guys to answer them for us. So thank you again for joining us for our episode three. Thanks, Georgie. It's been fun. Thanks. Right, if you're a frequent flyer, you would know that it is very hard to get producer Lockie Walden in the studio because he's a little travel bug. He's always around, going everywhere, seeing the world, which is great for you, Lock. I I feel very happy for you. Slightly jealous, but that's okay. Now, because I've got you in the studio, 
I'm going to get you to kickstart travel chat because I know you've got a few yarns to share. So, Lockie, welcome back firstly. Have you got any crazy stories to tell us? Thanks, Georgie. Glad to be here. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple. Had uh, some rough experiences with some airlines in recent Ooh. times. Okay. Especially, don't want to name any airlines, but okay, one particular okay. one in the United Kingdom. Right. Um, I went to fly recently and got told I was a flight risk and wasn't. You were a risk. I was a flight risk in their words and had to be left behind. You were left behind. Yep, left behind. So, uh, are you sure they just didn't want you on the plane? Well, You're a bit stinky that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the story was we rocked up to the airport. <laughs> we didn't have much on. We had to check out the hotel early. Yep. So we rocked up to the airport pretty early, a few hours beforehand. Checked in. We're flying from the UK to Ireland. Mm-hmm. Checked in two hours before, and during my travels, I had broken my suitcase. Like, the handle got broken. Oh, like, at the top? Yeah. Yeah, so it was stuck. Like, it wouldn't go down, so it was stuck at the top. Oh, like, the not the handle, like, like you lifted up on... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so it was stuck at the top, and I had tried (laughs) to, like, put it down so hard, nothing would work, and there was, like, a week left, so I was like... Whatever. Yeah, I'll just... Go through. Anyways, I was willing to break it before the airport, but I was I like... I was thinking that. Would you Yeah, I was going to break it? it, but I was like, oh, I'll ask him if I need to break it. Mm-hmm. So I thought it might have been like a bit to just... A bit of yeah. spiky stuff showing. Anyways, so I go to check in, mm-hmm. and then there's a dude on the counter training some other guy, and like, oh, yeah. I was like, is this going to be a problem? Like, the handle's broken and won't go down. He's like, no, 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 that's going to be fine. Like, all you have to do is go to the oversized baggage and check it in there. It'll be sweet. And I was like, oh, all right. Okay. Or I can break it if I need. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, just go to the oversized baggage. Mm-hmm. So I go check in, go to the oversized baggage, drop it off, ask again there. I said, like, I can snap it. Like, is it going to be fine? And they said, no, 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 it's all good. Right. That's two hours before the flight. You are there early. Good job. Yeah, early, on time, mm-hmm. checked in. And then we wait. All's good. And then we're going, sitting in the boarding lounge there, calling everyone on. And then right before we go to board, they call my name out oh that is my biggest fear i reckon that's the fifth time it's happened to me oh you'd just be used to it you'd be waiting for your name to be called now (laughs) i've been called out a couple times running late Uh, i was at a couple couple cafes and then they're like oh is there lock and mold please yeah yeah the flight that i just went to melbourne we were sitting there and we were at the airport on time and we just look up and our flight is just final call and i was like i have been in the airport for an hour i just didn't hear it and yeah. so I was the last person on the plane. And I was embarrassed. I was like, this has never happened yeah, to me. Yeah, and everyone's waiting for you as you walk down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. Everyone's like clapping you on. Literally someone goes, some guy was, he was having a joke. But he's like, get your ass on the plane. He's, yeah. He was having a joke with us. And I was like, yeah, oh my God, I'm well. embarrassed. And everyone knows as well because they say, <laughs> they hear you call yeah. that name and then this one person. Uh, yeah, so they've in. called your name. Yeah, so I go up to the counter and this British guy is just like waiting for me. And he's like, ah, oh, hey mate, like, uh just are you Lachlan and I was like well you didn't say Lachlan I can't even remember how you pronounce it but <laughs> I didn't realize that Lachlan is actually a very Australian name oh. and it's like nowhere else in the world hard but to say anywhere else yeah oh, you're unique yeah I know it's not unique here though at all no it um, <laughs> <laughs> but so he's like oh um just letting you know like you can't fly today on this flight because you're a flight risk you're a risk and I was like what and he was like yeah so we can't put your baggage on the plane I was like oh Okay. So he told you, you, you said, he said you were a risk he first. He initially started saying you're flight risk. And I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> what it was very confusing. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, so he said, you can't put your baggage on the plane. And I said, why not? And he said, because it's a, 
your bag is a flight risk. Oh. And I said, I was like, I literally asked at the check-in. I checked yeah, it through oversized. Oh, that's a bit poor. And was here like two hours before. And you now did all you're the telling right me. things. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, sorry. Like you have two options. Just leave your baggage here mm. or catch the next flight three hours later. I was I like, surely yeah. that is not my only two options. She was like, yeah, no one can. I was like, can you just tell the guys down there to snap the handle off? He's like, no, nah, they can't touch your bag. I was like, they have to yeah. touch it to move it. Well, yeah, no, they wouldn't be able to like, yeah, go yeah. out of their way to break it, I suppose. Anyways. But I can't, yeah, I can't help you on that one because I've got, yeah, no clue. That is so annoying. You did all the right things to. Yeah, but this guy, that was so frustrating. And like, they just didn't care. And then I was like, it just got to this point where he's like, yeah, well, and I was like, well, I can't just leave my bag here. Like, that's all my stuff. Were you traveling with anyone? Yeah, and I was traveling with someone as well. So he's like sitting down and I'm like <laughs> calling him up. He's like, come up here. And I was like, so I'm with my mate and I'm like, so what are we going to do? Can he jump on the next slide? I was like, nah, he can't. So you just had to go he separate. Had to go, he had to go here. Oh, I was like, lucky, oh, what a pain. Serious? And the hotel was like booked in my name and over there you need like the passport and everything. And I didn't oh, really pay for it. Oh, no. So they couldn't um, like check in because to the hotel because it's in my name. That is a horror travel story. Yeah. Oh, but then the, to make it worse, I was like, oh, oh can I just <laughs> can I just go down now and just snap it off and come back up? Like just it would have already been taken through though. He's like, nah, what's done is done. But no, then they escorted me down. It was like there. It literally took two seconds, went snap, and then had to recheck in, go upstairs. My flight, like they're still getting on the flight. And I ask him, I'm like, oh, Uh, can I just get on here? And he's like, nah, what's done is done. You'll have to uh, wait till the next one. So I literally watched my same flight take off. And then three hours later, I go jump on the next flight. We're all sitting there about to take off. Just to rub a bit of salt into the wound. They go... Sorry, guys, we're going to be delayed for about 20 minutes. We're just going to oh. wait for a connecting flight. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, <laughs> you couldn't have delayed it like two minutes for mine. Oh, that is so annoying. I'm yeah. sorry to hear. That is a horror story, Lock. Yeah, it was a horror story. Yeah. Have you got a funny funny story for us to end Travel Chat on? A funny story? Mm, a recent funny story? Any funny story? Oh. Uh, is it is it plane associated or is no? It, just it could just be travel. Travel associated. Travel chat is anything travel wise. Anything that's happened on your holiday. Oh, it, yeah. On the topic of travel, I was in Amsterdam. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know. Uh, this is I don't know. This it is. It's very PG. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Continue. Oh, no, they don't have had, to be. Had a good night. They don't have to be PG. I don't care. Had Anyone a good can night call. Out. It. it was mm-hmm. my last night there. Decided that we wanted some dessert, so. Had a red velvet cake for dessert. Mm-hmm. It was very tasty. Anyways, later that going home that night, it was quite difficult. Couldn't really comprehend directions. Um, it was pouring down rain, soaking oh. wet. And there was only one bus. The last bus ended at 2 a.m. to go back to where we were staying. You were staying. So we thought we made it there in time. Perfect. Jump on this. Oh, it wasn't a bus. It was a train, actually. Like a tram, train, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we jump on this thing. Turns out it's a direct express to the next city over. <laughs> An hour and a half away. And I'm here sitting in the looking at the map going, oh my God, like this is going the complete opposite direction. What have we done? And it's like zipping through tunnels and like, oh no. and then we end up at Rotterdam, which is like literally so far away. And it's like 3 a.m. in the morning, like 5% phone battery. My mate oh. is like so sick and we're soaking wet trying to get an Uber. And no Uber wanted to take a couple of soaking wet. No. Throwing up. Grubby old yeah. Aussies. No, no one. So 
We made it home eventually, a few hours later, but yeah, it was a nightmare. That is gold. Well, love the travel <laughs> chat lock. Thanks for joining us. Make sure everyone, you can call up, again, email. We want to hear all your travel yarns. It's just going to, I feel like this segment is just going to make my day. Thank you for joining us. We'll probably see you, what, again, another six months? Yeah, somewhere around then. Cool. Nice. Ciao.